Good afternoon, everyone. This is Scott, and welcome to the Footyball Podcast. We talk about FBS Power 5 footyball games each week, and we focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, pets, work, mortgage, student loans, ah, you have little to no time to watch all the footyball you want, nor the funds to bet on it. That's why we focus on the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. Got a new sponsor today. Today, we are sponsored by the word or the act of sharding. Did that really just happen? Yup, you sharded. All right, y'all, we got a lot of games to go through. 34, oh my gosh, so 24 uh, left to go over after the 10 Pick'em games. Let's start in the ACC. Remember, this first one, it's a Thursday night game, okay? We are going Syracuse at Virginia Tech, okay? Model has Virginia Tech as a five-point favorite, and this actually surprised me quite a bit. So, um, you know, dug in a little more than I normally would. All right, so in my opinion, Virginia Tech has not done anything impressive except lose to Purdue, Rutgers, and Marshall. Oh, and Florida State, right? They got a win against Old Dominion, Pitt, and Wake Forest. All right, Syracuse, if you recall, got off to a great start but against nobody, and have lost the last three games, Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State. Now, these three losses are conference losses, and thus, they are in last place at the ACC. I don't suspect this is going to last, okay? I I would further suspect they kind of win out the rest of their games starting this weekend. So that could put Syracuse in a position to be 9-3 at the end of the season. Virginia Tech has missed... Oh, gosh, so many opportunities, and they kind of have a mixed bag of games left. So, uh, yeah, I have Syracuse for the win on this one. All right, moving on, Florida State at Wake Forest. This ought to be a no-brainer, right? Florida State should dominate here. Um, With the exception of Miami and Florida left, I mean, Florida State, like, that's it. Like, their pathway and their road to the ACC championship game and most likely college football playoff is is set and it's still gonna it should again continue here with florida state for the win All right now we got north carolina going out to georgia's georgia tech um you know and i guess unless georgia tech really is this dark horse of the acc i, I and i don't suspect they are <laughs> this should be another easy and straightforward win All right like most of the acc games this week i you know there's always that possibility of an upset conference play but um um I'm, I'm, I'm not there on any of them. So, um, you know, Haynes King, the Georgia Tech quarterback, has the capability. Like, he is able to throw those amazing, difficult downfield passes. You know, but really, it's that 90% of your passes that you just kind of have to go four yards to the left or the right. You know, 90% of the time, he's going he's gonna to underthrow his receiver. That's why he didn't do well at AM, right? Um, and to not do well at AM as a quarterback means you really kind of need to be bad. So um, I've got North Carolina for the win here. All right, next up, ACC Clemson at North Carolina State. I heard a couple of folks trying to talk up NC State on this one, and I'm not buying it at all. Uh, Clemson absolutely positively needs to win. They've got three conference losses, okay? So you can kiss whatever I would imagine would have been their preseason goals goodbye, right? All of them. Like I, Three conference losses I don't think was anywhere um, in most folks' um, idea for what they would see Clemson at mid-season, let alone with games to go. Um, and yeah, and they still have games against Notre Dame and 
North Carolina, right? Um, yeah, at the beginning of the season, yeah, like I wanted Clemson to like win out the ACC. Forget that. Okay, so also at the beginning of the season, I talked about NC State's defense being very good. Well, they're currently 35th, um, which actually is behind Miami, and Miami just took care of Clemson. So maybe is that good enough to do well against Clemson? I don't know. Um, but they're not the top-ranked defense I was hoping for. And on top of that, like the offense at NC State is still struggling. They got that second-string quarterback, and I don't see him doing very well. And thus, I don't see them challenging Clemson at all. Uh, but then again, um, you know, like I said, I always kept talking about how good Clemson is, and here we are, four and three Clemson, and they're staring down the barrel of a five, a seven and five season. Um, regardless, I got Clemson for the win here. Okay, uh, Virginia going out to Miami, right? So, so many odd things happened last weekend with these two teams, right? Miami appeared to have somewhat of a home field advantage, right? Like that, that's a common joke out there where like fans just don't show up for home games unless it's Florida, Florida State, right? The stadium's not located on campus yet. They have to like arrange buses and all this other stuff. Like it's difficult to get to. Fans don't show up. So Publix is the local grocery store down there. I remember that from my time living in Miami. And they have all these ticket giveaways constantly. I mean, they're giving tickets away to folks and they still can't get people to show up. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Miami had home field advantage last week and holy shit, Virginia won. Um, so is this a revitalization of Virginia? Like, I really don't know. Um, I have Miami for the win and because there isn't much to dig into with Virginia. Like, they've given us nothing. There's there's nothing that says last weekend was anything other than an anomaly because you know they, they haven't done anything. Like, they struggled against William and Mary, their only other win. So their only other win was against... Um, non-power five. I got, like, is William and Mary even FBS or the FCS? I mean, geez, Louise. And then they beat UNC, who was whatever. Okay, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is just what they need. What Virginia needed was like proof, evidence, something to kind of light a fire under all their asses and to do well. But I, I, I really don't think it's going to be it. And I, I still have Miami down. I'm, hey, I'm hopeful. For Virginia, but like I, I just, I just, I just don't see it happening. Okay, UConn, non-conference, going out to Boston College. All right, so one of the important things to note is, I think last game of the season, UConn and UMass are playing each other. Now that should decide who is ultimately the worst team in college football. So anyway, that's not this weekend. Um, Boston College also not doing all that well, but they are better than both UConn and UMass, I think, right? Neither team is impressive, but UConn is awful. Boston College is doing very, very poorly this season. So I got Boston College for the win. And next up, last in the ACC, uh, another non-conference game for Pitt at Notre Dame. Uh, Pitt's coming off the odd loss to Wake Forest where they dominated. Um, but like all the statistics pointed to Pitt winning the game, but Pitt did not win the game, right? They got that second string quarterback, Christian, um, the Lou, the Lux, I don't know, the Lux, um, getting his, getting another start. Uh, last two games, he's been 40 of 71, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 502 yards, like those numbers make me happy. Um, but yeah, they're just not going to compare to what Notre Dame is 
going to be able to put up. Notre Dame coming off of a bye week after beating USC, and I've got Notre Dame for the win. All right, Big 12 football. Better games than the ACC has this weekend, but not, I don't know, not much. Let's see, Oklahoma going out to Kansas. All right, Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels is not going to be the starting quarterback. And remember, he hasn't been the starting quarterback since like the BYU game in late September. So he has missed everything in October. Um, And since Daniels went out, uh, Jayhawks are one and two. But those two losses are to Texas and the rejuvenated Oklahoma State game or Oklahoma State team. So uh, Jason Bean has been the quarterback. And I, I think he's doing well, but he's just not passing that much, right? He was nine, uh, nine for 21, 136 yards against Texas, eight for 12 and 91 yards against Central Florida. But last weekend against Oklahoma State, 23 for 34, 410 yards, five touchdowns, and oops, two interceptions. And that's, yeah, that's not going to help anyone's cause. All right. Um, there's definitely an inverse relationship between the passing game and the running game when it comes to Kansas. Although the peak of that running game um, doesn't necessarily compensate for the depletion in the passing game. So, you know, there's there's that. Um, Now, OU ought to have have had enough of a wake-up call last weekend against Central Florida. But if they did not, well, they're they're losing this game. Uh, Kansas, I put leaps and bounds above Central Florida. And if OU comes in all half-ass and half-cocked to the left, I mean, they're, like, they ain't going to do it. Um, I fully expect the OU, OU team that exists on paper to win the game. But again, if the OU team that showed up last weekend against Central Florida comes out, no, no, they're, they're not doing it. I've got tremendous trust issues trust issues with OU, but I, I am picking them for the win, and I'm trying my best to have no expectations other than they just kind of like the team that's on paper can like show up to a large proportion of what they're able to do and pull out the win. So speaking of UCF, we have West Virginia going out to Central Florida this year. So I like West Virginia in this game, but like I appear to be in the minority. I, I was quite surprised um, hearing this and reading about this. So the model has uh, Central Florida at over an eight-point favorite, right? And that's that marginal. Once you get over a over a score, we really need to pay attention to the model. Well, I'm not gonna, right? Model's not 100%. Um, so here's what I'm going with. West Virginia went, in the beginning of the season, their coach was on the hot seat. Then they started, that hot seat kind of cooled off a little bit. And now, lost their last two games. If you remember, Hail Mary pass against Houston. Houston came out with a victory. And Oklahoma State putting up 28 points in the fourth quarter uh, for that win. So West Virginia needs this, right? And the same can be said for Central Florida. Um, They've lost their last four games. Kansas State allowing Baylor to come back in the fourth quarter. Um, Kansas easily took care of business against Central Florida. And, you know, OU last weekend, if you remember, almost shot themselves in the foot against Central Florida, um, but OU tends to, I don't know, come out, play shitty, and win lots of games. So anyway, um, I haven't kept up with injuries or starters for either of these teams because they're, you know, we're always flying under the radar. Um, 
um, in my opinion, for the Big 12. And so I am coming in a bit blind on this one. Uh, I just learned this week that actually UCF has one of the largest campus on-campus student bodies in the nation, something like 650-something thousand students on campus. So there could be some home, some home field advantage there. But given my day job, kids, um, actually it's a half day for the kids. They've got some sort of teacher in-service. And we've got this fall carnival at church to go to later on. Like, I I'm not going to dig into the stats. Like I kind of got to get moving on here, right? Um, supposed to be on a coffee, air quote, coffee break uh, while I record this, you know, half hour to 45 minute thing. Right. So moving on, I'm going to go with West Virginia on the win with this one. Um, another one, Houston at Kansas State. This ought to be a clean, easy, clean, clean and easy kind of win for Kansas State. So Houston is going to be plenty ticked off after they saw the their ability to beat Texas last week pulled away from them with that bad call. I'm not going to go into that again. Um, go back and listen to the recap from last week. Um, Houston does need to step up a bit to make a bowl. I, I I forget if their win against Sam Houston State will count towards bowl eligibility or not, but with Baylor and Cincinnati in the future, those should be wins. That leaves this weekend Oklahoma State and Central Florida as other teams that they're going to have to beat one of them to make it, maybe maybe two of them, depending on that Sam Houston State thing. So, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen this weekend, right? Kansas does need to stay focused, right? The game they are playing, like focus on present day. Don't live in the future like too many teams do, and you end up coming up with a loss against someone you should not have. There's been so many examples of that lately, all right? They have Texas next weekend, and Texas is most likely going to be without their starting quarterback, right? I'll get into that in the next game. So don't screw this up, K State. Don't think ahead. Houston will beat you if you don't focus on Houston, right? Um, Big 12 is looking to get very, very interesting. So speaking of Texas, BYU is going to Austin this weekend. um, And Texas is heavily favored. um, But of course, they were heavily favored last weekend against Houston. Uh, (laughs) I have them winning. And I, I, I don't know who's better, Houston or BYU. But a lot needs to happen. The biggest question is who's going to be the quarterback at Texas, right? Um, I've heard some people saying they, they can and they could, but they shouldn't pull in Archie Manning, Arch Manning, whatever the hell he goes by. Um, it won't jeopardize his eligibility because you can play in four games, but still be considered redshirted, right? So remember the starter, uh, Quinn Ewers went out last weekend, um, against Houston and then Malik Murphy came in, but Malik didn't do so hot. Apparently that was part of the demise of Texas and almost losing to Houston. So Malik is a freshman and He's kind of got a ton going through his mind right now, okay? So can he win the starting job from Quinn Ewers, right? Is Quinn Ewers going to come back at all? Uh, He's supposed to come back. It's quote-unquote weeks that he's going to be out. Um, Starting next season, uh, pretty much Archie Manning is supposed to be the starter, no questions asked. Like, like, that's not me, right? Um, So does he need to position himself to get scooped up out of the transfer portal, or does he want to stay on and remain behind Archie Manning because – well, they're both freshmen, and Archie may not be there for longer than two years and just hightail it and get out of the go on to the NFL. But regardless, um, for this weekend, I do have Texas for the win. And last thing in the Big 12 is I have Cincinnati going out to Oklahoma State. Um, we're continuing for me, or I'm continuing to see if this is like for reals, Oklahoma State. Like, are you for reals going to do well? And I, I think they are. I think they are building up that momentum because this is going to be the last year they have that in-conference game against Oklahoma, and that is next weekend. So, again, Oklahoma State, stay focused on Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati's not doing well, you should beat them even if you're unfocused, but like don't like don't lose that focus. Gundy, the coach at Oklahoma State's been around for long enough. He ought to have a thousand tricks up his sleeve to keep them focused on the game at hand while he and his coaching staff then focuses on the next game, right? So I've got Oklahoma State here for the win. All right, Big Ten action. Man, there's so much going on in the Big Ten um, right now. Okay, Ohio State going out to Wisconsin. There's a lot of talk of Wisconsin is better in this one aspect of the game or better in another aspect of the game of Ohio State and what's going on with Ohio State who's coming back are they going to be held? you know but at the end of at the end of the day like I'm wins and losses a lot of these guys are talking about covering the spread uh you know it it's a home game it's a night game I believe in Wisconsin so you have some advantage there for Wisconsin but no one's saying Ohio State shouldn't win um I say no one but I'm I'm, I'm sure you can find someone out there who's going to say it okay um you know, Ohio State does have some guys who are actually out against Penn State coming back. Um, you know, I just, I, I didn't dig into the numbers because I just, I see Ohio State dominating completely. Wisconsin was supposed to be the favorite for the Big Ten West. Mm, not so much. Now we're questioning, you know, was that Washington State loss in the beginning of the season a little more of a premonition than we thought it was going to be, even though Washington State's very good. Okay, next we got Indiana going out to Penn State. Indiana, I'm thanking you in advance for showing up. Penn State for the win. Uh, Michigan State at Minnesota. You know, Sparty could show signs of life on this one. They they could. Um, But as far as critiquing past performances, you know, it's like the Virginia game. Like, I have nothing to go on. Michigan State has given us nothing. So unless they just make this the weekend that they... Look at the, you know, start looking at the glass that they have as half full or, I don't know, half a sip left, like whichever is better, like both are better than nothing. Um, they will continue to add to um, the loss column, okay? So it's a home game for Minnesota. They're coming off that great win. Well, <laughs> we'd call it a great win, but a win over Iowa. Um, so I think things are looking in favor of Minnesota, and I've got Minnesota for the win. Okay, and lastly in the Big Ten, Maryland going out to Chicago, going out to see Northwestern. Uh, Maryland had a bye week but likely not focused on this game. However, they like they need to be. After losing to Illinois, a game they should not have lost, uh, Maryland needs to win. Uh, their next games, Penn State, followed by Nebraska, who appears to be getting better and better every weekend, then Michigan, and lastly, that game I've been looking forward to, at you know, or Rutgers, I don't know who's home at that one. So I have Maryland for the win here. It needs to be an easy one, but Maryland needs to stay focused. Don't worry about the next game. Don't worry about your offensive coordinator consultant. Kevin Sumlin got arrested for a DUI in Florida. He's quote unquote no longer with the team. Um, not sure what that means. So it's always that like jargon that means we're probably going to deal with this later. Either everyone's going to forget about it and he's going to move on or we're going to fire him. So whatever. That's the big 10. All right. Pac-12. Washington going out to Stanford. Washington, I hope, I hope you have figured out what in the hell went wrong last weekend against Arizona State. Even if you didn't, um, I put Stanford below Arizona State, so you, you ought to be able to win. But man, don't. Hey, Stan, after beating Colorado, Stanford is now on deck to be that three and nine Pac-12 team. Fear the three and nine Pac-12 team. How do they become the fear nine or the three and nine Pac-12 team that you fear? They beat you. Don't do it this weekend, Washington. I don't suspect you will. This should be a blowout. 
Let's get back to blowing out the teams that you're supposed to be blowing out Washington. All right. Uh, next up, USC at Cal. Any other season, I would have USC as the 100% favorite. Not going to question it. Moving on. However, this season, I have them around 93%. Why? I don't know. It's a high number that sounded good. Um, just kind of throwing a little drama in there for you. Um, there has been some talk this week because apparently some dude suggested that Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams not even bother with the rest of the season, just focus on the big bucks of the NFL. Although I think he makes over $2 million a year on NIL money right now anyway. But okay, so it's it, it's like the sign-stealing thing, right? Everyone does it. We don't really talk about it. We tolerate it a little bit. Like players have done this before, right? Some quite openly. Um, I've never agreed with the practice of just kind of giving up on the bowl game, giving up on the rest of the season and just focusing on the big money. But then again, like my phone's never ringing for my consultancy services with football, right? So regardless, despite the horrible uh, defense, despite the problems on offense, USC for the win on this one. However, if Caleb Williams, like the locker room is just sucks and he's got this pissy attitude, um, you know, that will have a trickle down effect. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening. But then again, Remember, like, my phone's not ringing. So, anyway. Washington State going out to Arizona State. Crazy happens in the desert at night. Luckily, this game starts at 5 p.m. local time. So, the Cougars have a little time to build up their lead and maintain that once the sun sets. But, like, in all seriousness, um, if it hadn't been for Washington's awful display last weekend and then giving Arizona State that life... I, I would be a little more inclined to go with that 100% on Washington State. But, you know, I, I, hey, I like that 93% number that I pulled out of my butt. So we're going to go with that again. Um, 93% certain that it, Washington State's going to win. Um, so using that here too. All right. Colorado at UCLA. This is, this is going to get interesting. Model has UCLA as a little over a three-point favorite. UCLA is coming off of an easy win at Stanford. Colorado is coming off of a bye week after completely blowing that lead and then losing to Stanford in double overtime, right? How will Hunter Biden, oh, not Hunter Biden, <laughs> he might be there, hell, I don't know. Um, how will Hunter do <laughs> after another week off? Probably better. Um, I, you know, I, I was all in on UCLA before I started like putting my thoughts down on paper and I'm just like, shit, you know, like, what have we not heard? Who have we not really heard from since the loss of Stanford? Dion. So what does that mean? Does that mean he's taking a coffee break? No. The man's plotting, scheming, planning, coaching. This is this is what he does. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think this is gonna be as straightforward as you know a lot of folks think it's gonna be, but shit, I don't know. All right. I thought about flipping. Um, I'm sticking with UCLA. I don't really want to, but it just, it feels safe. They still have that stud quarterback. Gosh, but Hunter and Shador, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with UCLA. <sighs> yeah, that's the safe bet. Okay. All right, and on to my favorite is still the SEC. Starting off with South Carolina going out to College Station, Texas A&M, loving my Aggies. Home game for the Aggies. Cocktober seems to be over. They just kind of blew it, right? Now, will the Aggies be able to get it done with what they should as far as the talent and the, just the, the, the money and the support that they have on the field, off the field? I, 
I think so. I, our, our pass rush is going to likely make uh, Rattler run around like a crazy man and allow him all these opportunities to make amazing passes downfield, but unfortunately to nobody, right? Um, Aggies are desperate for a win. We really need to get every win out, uh, every win out of this season that we need to. And it, it's going to start here. I'm, I'm actually not too worried. Um, I don't see the team giving up. I just see more mayhem coming from the coach. All right. Moving on to Georgia. It's technically at Florida, but this is the Georgia-Florida line. And that's the band. Anyway, this is the neutral field Georgia-Florida game. Okay. Uh, this year, the game had less significance. Well, of course, until Brock Bowers, the tight end at Georgia, was injured. And he's now out for the season. So if you recall... Um, he appeared to be the only player who really wanted Georgia to win their other games. So, but now, you know, given the depth that what Georgia's supposed to have and the talent that they're supposed to have um, in their starters and in all their backups, all the way down to the lowliest guy on the sideline, um, let's see if they can actually get it done against a highly, and I mean highly motivated Florida team. They both still have a to do. Their schedule, I mean, Georgia was given a lot of crap about their schedule in the beginning, but given how Missouri's really good now this season, like that's not doing anyone any favors at all. Okay. Uh, Florida has in Georgia this weekend, then Arkansas, not worried, but then LSU, then Missouri, and then Florida State. That ain't easy. Georgia has, of course, this weekend, then they go to Missouri too. Then they got Ole Miss. Then they got Tennessee. Oh, and then, you know, Georgia Tech. Like, that ought to be, like, that ought to be good, right? Um, I just don't see Florida being able to do anything against Georgia. Um, and it's not just because I got to hurry up and get the kids over to this carnival. Um, I, I just, like, on paper, Georgia is, like, leaps and bounds far superior. But, like, we all saw what Georgia did with Auburn, Right. Hell no, that can't happen here, okay? They've got a common opponent in Kentucky with two vastly different results. Florida lost 33 to 14. Georgia won 51 to 13. So Georgia seems to be stepping out of its shell. Can they get it done? Will others step up without Brock Bowers there? Uh, they they should. They're, it's kind of like with AM. There are no excuses, right? You've got a coach that has proven to be able to win all the way to the national championship twice now. Thank you. Um, you've got a lot left to do. You cannot rest and you cannot take any of these games lightly that you have left. You have to beat Florida and you have to beat them by a lot. And then you got to show up next weekend and the weekend. And maybe you don't show up so much against Georgia Tech, but yeah, that's a rivalry game too. So lastly, we've got Mississippi State going out to Auburn. This is going to be a close game. It's not going to be a good game, but it is going to be a close game, okay? Uh, Mississippi State coming off the 7-3 win. Yikes, what a snoozer. Over Arkansas. And yeah, you heard me right, 7-3. Um, this was a conference win for them. So they're currently not in last place in the SEC West. Auburn has that tied with... Um, um, I'm forgetting right now, and I'm not going to bother looking that up. Um, so... Auburn has less to be thankful for as we approach the month of Thanksgiving, uh, four losses in a row. Um, 
still don't know how Mississippi State won against Arkansas, but given that Arkansas did fire its offensive coordinator, I think within the hour after that game, I'm thinking there was something else there going on. So it leads me to believe that perhaps Mississippi State still doesn't have their shit together. And so no way I've got Mississippi State losing. Um, Thank goodness there are no cowbells, but I'm still not going to turn this thing on. I've got Auburn for the win. Um, And I don't know if I said that was the last one, but I do have one little smidge of a line here. Vandy going to Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss for the win. I'm not going into this one. All right, y'all, that'll do it. It's a wrap for week nine, the rest of the games. Wow, 24 games, 34 in all that we reviewed between these two episodes. Um, give me a like, give me a subscribe, give me a, send me a text, call me if I haven't talked to you in a while and you're listening to my voice. We'll go, we'll have a beer, we'll have fun. Um, that's it. Special shout out to Sharding, our sponsor. Did that really just happen? Yep. But not not literally to me. And if you do shart in the future, I just really hope that you are at least home when it happens. All right? So on that note, enjoy the weekend before Halloween. If I don't talk to you before Halloween, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>